Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best microwave dinner? Top Halloween costume? Best breakfast item? Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when we think we are right. I'm your host, Tom Lockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? What have you been up to? Oh, it was a long weekend, pal. It was Memorial Day weekend. We went up uh, hiking up to Oyster Dome, backpacking, went up there, camped out for a couple of days. It was kind of gray and rainy, but we got some good exercise in. I'm feeling good because, you know, I've lost a little bit of weight this spring and uh, uh, been doing a lot of walking. So I was surprised I could have basically ran up that damn hill without stopping. So I was actually I made a lot of progress. I'm pretty happy with it. Mm. How about well, you? I'm Do happy you... for you. Thanks, man. Did you do Me? anything fun this weekend? Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I saw Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yep, which, I did too. Yeah. Which was great. Um, and then I started the potato diet, but it's ah. kind of a kind of an alter on the potato diet. I'm not just eating potatoes. I'm putting some protein with it because the thing okay. that I heard about the potato diet is like you lose muscle mass because you're not eating any protein. So I thought sure, that sure, a little. Sure. So sure, I am yeah. also trying to get off some pounds, even though right now I'm drinking a liter of beer. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. yeah I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. You know who doesn't need to lose a couple of pounds? That's not me, because I definitely need to lose a couple of pounds. <laughs> uh, you, you look great. You look great, buddy. <laughs> this is also from the from the waist up here. Well, I guess that doesn't really matter. <laughs> show us the ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, uh, you walked right into uh, that one, didn't you? Good job on Oyster Dome. It's a good hike. I like it a lot. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun hike, man. It's nice, uh, nice in the woods there. I also saw Top Gun Maverick. I made a little post on Facebook today. Uh, I would love to um, maybe later on get a uh, get a little take from Zach if you've seen it already. Um, I am planning on seeing it on Thursday in IMAX. I've been too busy, so okay. IMAX would be a great way to see it. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're gonna love it. I bet I will. <laughs> well, guys, you know what everyone loves? Supergroups. We got Audio Slave or Temple of the Dog or the Avengers, all great supergroups. Uh, when people that are already the best at what they do get together with other people who are also the best, great things can happen. Now, I know what everyone's thinking out there. Our topic today is going to be our top five supergroups, but we have a twist. That's right. We're in an M. Night Shyamalan movie, guys. Today, we are actually doing our top five band. Not top five bands, but our top five band. We will be creating our own band. You will be selecting a singer, a bassist, a guitarist, a drummer, and a wild card. It could be whatever you want. You want two drummers? You want to slipknot it? Go for it. Whatever you want to do. (laughs) Uh, to enhance discussion, we didn't share our lists with each other, and by no means are we experts or historians in said categories. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. So I'm going to start here with my vocalist. And in my band, I am going to go with uh, Matt Bellamy, the lead singer of Muse. Hmm. Now, I love Muse. They're one of my favorite bands. I'd say they're like my band number two. Um, and I love Matt Bellamy as a singer. I think that he has incredible vocal range and can do just about anything. And I've gotten in many a fights 
uh, mostly drunken fights going to parties and Muse will play. And I think the last time they played uh, our friend Colton hit the next button, the minute that he heard Muse come on. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, ah, I don't like him. He's a little too breathy, which I can understand as a rational person, but when I'm a drunk person, I'm ready to fight over that sort of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I am not here for that. Okay. Um, I think he's one of the best singers that I've ever heard. I think he's great. What do you guys think? (laughs) I don't have a strong opinion on Muse. The only time I've ever really heard them is when we were playing uh, in our, in our own super group. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, Full Metal Legend, where the three of us and 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 Mike and uh, Tyler, in our in our own supergroup. That's the only time I have any familiarity. Otherwise, I don't listen to them. I I just I have no opinion. I don't hate them. I don't love them. I have no opinion. Which it which is just that one song, Knights of Sidonia, is the only song that I think was on there that was me. Yeah, good song, fun song, song to play. Yeah, fun <laughs> song to play. But yeah, I yeah I don't know. I <clears throat> I really love Absolution. I think it's a an incredible album, and that song, that album from intro to to ending is is very very good. Matt Bellamy is great. I don't like how Muse got super popular and some of their stuff like Black Holes and Revelations. That album was was interesting. That was when they started having more popularity. Like Supermassive Black Holes was on twilight and it was on um, a couple other things and yeah knights of sidonia and they started getting really big any band that's going to happen too but then they got a little too poppy for me even the resistance in 2009 was was uh, not very good in my opinion i liked aspects of it but um absolution was an incredible album and i because they made such a good album i can't ever really talk shit about them uh so it's 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 harder for me to do but yeah oh i liked um I'm looking it up right now. The second law. That was a good album, too. That was actually yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. They they did a good job with that one. Animals and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I am. I'm cool with that. They had a little comeback, but they I think they broke up, right? Uh, I think they're still together. Oh, I, I mar- haven't checked. Well, fun little thing about me is Muse was actually, I think, the the last band that I added to my wet repertoire of of music because i'm an old man who only listens to the same things over and over again but mm-hmm. muse is the the newest band on my list which they've been a band since like the late 90s so not exactly so surprising when you when you days. discover <laughs> yeah when you discover a band and you look and be like wow where have these guys been and you look up their history it's like holy crap they've been around forever how have i never they heard of have these five people? albums out what's going on yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that's my first one uh eric what do you got yeah well let me ask you this first of all because we never really clarified this in the instructions so i want to be i want to (laughs) be double i got backups just in case do these have to be living musicians for a current super group or can it be like an all-time uh uh, no i'll allow people who are who have passed away okay (laughs) because the greatest vocalist of all time is freddie mercury no, I, and, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. But <laughs> I, I think he's the strongest, purest, overall greatest range vocalist of all time is Freddie Mercury. There is no, there was nothing he could not sing. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to stick with that. I, I, I was, I really wanted to kind of lean back and forth between modern or or, or all time, but my all time greatest vocalist is Freddie Mercury. Um, there was really nothing he couldn't do. The way the way he owned the crowd, all his songs were just incredible in my opinion. I love that he could be iconic and deep and heavy and also lights and funny and you know 
bicycle and fat bottom girls. <laughs> I, I love Queen. Uh, Queen is just uh, astonishing. And really with my, the theme of my band, I kind of wanted to go something that could go a little, uh, a little prog rock, a little bit, of, <laughs> a little prog rock, a little, you know, funky, a little, little funny sometimes, but also, you know, a wide range. I wanted some, I wanted versatility and there's no, I, I for my money, in terms of versatility and range, there's no greater singer than Freddie Mercury. So that that's my vocalist. I got to go Freddie. Good Zach, choice. you don't. He's you really don't, good. Okay. No, he's, no, he's really good. I, I, yeah. Your opinion your, is your opinion. I don't think he's the best singer of all time, but I think he's fantastic. And he is one of the most iconic voices of all time that you could easily hear five seconds of a song and be like, yep, that's Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that, he's so. yeah, you could sing. Yeah, he's. Iconic is the word. He's absolutely um, iconic. For for your vocalist, did you pick the greatest, in your opinion, or just the one that fit for the band that you're trying to make? Because that was what that was what I was kind of struggling with. Is like, are we going to go with our top in this category, or are we trying to go for a specific theme with this group? You know what I'm saying? I kind of went back uh, and forth on that. Yeah, I I went with a kind of mixture of both, where okay, some yeah. of the people I have are like. The, who I think are the best at what they just do. so happens they're the best at what they do. Sure, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm very interested to hear what Zach has to say. What's what's uh, what's well, your next bud? I guess since we're doing singers, I'll do my singer. But I I picked mine just because I absolutely love this singer, and I think she has the greatest voice of all time. But also, I think that there's subcategories for that. Like maybe for certain styles of music, she's the greatest of all time, or other other styles maybe someone else is the greatest of all time and it's hard to, to list a goat in singing just because there's so many amazing performers out there but my lead singer is going to be whitney houston i absolutely love whitney houston i think that no one can ever match her range on um i will always love you and it's just uh pe- people can people can emulate it really well and have their own renditions but you'll never have what whitney did and she just was so incredible. And I love I love everything that she does. And just, yeah, Whitney Houston, huge fan. I'm not even mad at your your judgment on that. I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, I will I will still rank Freddie higher than than the whole whatever. But if you had said if you had said Whitney, if you had said Aretha, you know, I I'm not I'm not mad. Uh, you're you're I accept your judgment wholeheartedly. Uh, mm-hmm. Whitney was incredible. Just a wonderful talent lo- lost way too soon. Yeah, I agree, man. She's she was something. She was a performer and she was an amazing singer. So it was uh, she and, uh, would be she would be my front woman. Shout out to Dolly for, you know, with the I will always love you mm-hmm. that, with that song. She's just like, yeah, no, that's Whitney's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Ble- bless that woman. Uh, I, I'm really interested in what the rest of your band looks like because I'm just trying to imagine like Whitney Houston in front of a uh, like what a, in front of my band it would be just weird because the rest what, of mine yeah. is gonna go a little. <laughs> she's she's like the Meryl uh, Streep of music. Like she could play Batman; it'd be the perfect fit. Okay, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just hitting those high notes. I'm Batman. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh, I make myself laugh. Uh, this is going to be a weird episode, you guys. It sure will be. Uh, I guess we'll move on to my next one, which I went with drums next. Okay. And this one won't be really a surprise because I love Tool and Danny Carey is the best person in Tool. He is just the best drummer ever. He does all sorts of crazy stuff. 
and he's got his tribal drums and he's so Danny Carey always never, he never made sense to me in tool because I look at everyone in tool and I say, yeah, those guys are in tool. That makes sense. And then you look at Danny Carey who's sitting back there in his Larry bird Jersey <laughs> playing the drums <laughs> and it just doesn't fit with Maynard James Keenan in his underwear, half painted blue, half painted black. Like, it's just like, wait, what's going on here? These can't be the two people who are in the same band together. But they are. Um, Danny K. I could listen to Danny K. Play the drums forever. He's got a. He's got like this tribal style of drums that just sounds amazing. Um, if I knew things about time signatures, I know that I would appreciate it even more because all I hear about him is how he plays the weirdest time signatures in the world. So I wish I knew music better to be to actually like. Oh my God, he is even better than I thought. Um, yeah, so Danny Carey from Tool is probably like my top, like, just musical artist of wow. all time. Dang, so all encompassing? Yes, he's pretty great. I do love Tool. I knew you were gonna put a Tool member on here. <laughs> I, yeah, that goes without saying. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're such a good band, they really are, and they put on an amazing live show. Yeah, I need to actually see them live. <laughs> wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, I'm the biggest seen fan them. in the world. Dang. <sighs> what can okay. I say? I'm terrible. Well, if if we're going to go uh yeah, if we're going to go percussion next, if we're going to go drums, then uh I'm going to go with Neil Peart from Rush. Uh as as Chester the Cheetah once said after crushing some Cheetos and snorting them in a family guy cutaway <laughs> gag. Ah, God, there is no fucking drummer better than Neil Pert. Smashes his hand down, cuts it open. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> I just, hey, we talked about chips in the last episode. We went off on Cheetos for a long time. So it fits perfectly. Neil Pert, uh, the, the sheer number of his kits alone, <laughs> everything he did was so unique. He inspired so many drummers uh, and he created, he was such an innovative uh, percussionist. He created whole new, uh, you know, whole new rhythms and licks that nobody else had done before. Nobody else had even thought before. It was like a mathematical um, exercise for him in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say on him because we all know who he is. Uh, if you don't know who Neil Peart is out there in the audience, listen to Rush, and it's unlike anything you've ever heard in your life. Um, and really, Rush, the, God, their whole catalog is insanely different. Like that's that's progressive rock. I mean, they change so much from one album to the next to the next to the next. Uh, and and a lot of that is just Neil doing the different things with his drum kits that you just, yes, who the hell would have thought to do it like that? Um, so Neil Pert is my drummer in my weird band. We haven't really said our band names yet, have we? Are we doing that? Wait, that for uh, the end, or are we I, at the top? Yeah, I was I was saving my band name for the end. Okay. I'm, all right. Well, I'm not going to save mine. I'm going to say my band name is Purely Violet. Nice. <laughs> Purely right Violet. Right That's it. It is. I'm going for flamboyant. I'm going for progressive. I'm going for out there. I'm going Freddie Mercury vocalist and Neil Pert on the drums. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, who is Zach's drummer for Whitney Houston? Well, 
I, I wanted to save this towards the end because I because this is I mean, if we were listing our top five ba- our our fantasy band, this guy could do every single thing and he would do it flawlessly. And I'm talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl is an amazing drummer, obviously started with Nirvana drumming. Well, that's how he got big. And then I uh, did a side project with the Foo Fighters, which became one of the greatest bands of all time and my all time favorite band. Dave Grohl can do no wrong. Uh, I loved Taylor Hawkins. I was very heartbroken when he died. Um, it, there was something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing. Taylor Hawkins basically said, "It's crazy to to know that you're the drummer, or that your lead singer is a better drummer than you, and you're the drummer of the band." Sort of thing. So Dave Grohl is just absolutely incredible. I I go goo goo gaga when he plays the drums on certain sets, and it's it's just it's it's surreal. So he's he's just quite a guy and I put him on the drums. I mean, you could literally put him on any of these and he'd be fantastic. Sure. sure. But drums is where he's at. I, uh, I, I knew you were going to go with Dave girl. I knew it. I was, a, a, there was one thing as soon as Tom brought this up, it's like, Hey, let's do this. I'm like, okay, well I'm not picking Dave girl as my drummer. <laughs> Cause I know Zach's got that covered. Uh, as long as I've known Zach, he's been a Dave girl, uh, fan and uh Foo fighters fan. So, uh, and great choice, man. Great choice. We can always double up. You can put Dave it's Grohl true. too. It's true. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah, against the law. Put him at, put him at one think, of the other things he's great at. <laughs> I think if Dave Grohl were here, he would say he wants Neil Peart on one of our lists. Probably. No, I yeah. mean, all these musicians respect each other. And so that's sure. why I'm saying it's all, it's different styles uh, for each, each artist. Um, and so it's just whatever you feel. There's no wrong answer for any of us for this list. Yeah. In this particular case, everyone's wrong. Even when we think we're right. It's, it's Yeah. Okay. Well done. Okay. Well, I think I'll move on to my guitarist, which my guitarist is, I've always just enjoyed his name. And that is Omar Rodriguez Lopez from the Mars Volta. Um, I've always enjoyed his name and also his bandmate, uh, uh, Cedric Bixlar Zavala. That's just the best name ever. That just flows right off the tongue. Um, but Omar, so the way to describe his his playing is it's kind of like a living organism because he seems to always just be noodling things in the background. He's never like playing riffs or anything in any any song. He's just kind of doing his own thing, but it all works perfectly. Uh, the Mars Volta is such a good band that, I feel like not a lot of people know about, um, at least no one ever seems to. Um, I remember going to an, a perfect, uh, a perfect circle concert and I was more excited because the Mars Volta was their opening band and we went there and no one was excited at all for them. Everyone was sitting down and just waiting for a perfect circle. And I was like, I was so angry at just the fact that no one was excited for this great band up here. And that's probably one of my favorite concert experiences is seeing them live, even though no one was excited for them. Um, but yeah, he's a great guitarist. Everyone should listen to him. Um also another song that we listened to on uh or played on on guitar hero was uh one arm scissor which he's the guitar guitarist for um which was a song that i would sing terribly you'd have to get like (laughs) three or four beers in me before i would actually sing but yeah so 
yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> Good choice. I don't listen to a lot of Mars Volta, but I do know that them from Rock Band and Elvia, Elviakis. Elvia. We got to get the band back together. Yeah, maybe. We really we're, should. We're all doing our, our own things. Well, we're all kind of grown ups now, Luke. You know, yeah, we just don't have time for that shit anymore. Yeah, I know that you like Plus, them a lot, Tom. And so that's why I, yeah. I was surprised you put you put them. But I, I feel and you don't need to say it right now, but I feel like you're going to have Buckethead on this list at some point, too. So um, it's going to be interesting. I will already say no, I don't. <laughs> oh, wow. That's surprising because you, you're usually always Buckethead. Yeah, Mars Volta, I do love Buckethead. And Tool. Actually, that surprises me, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not to I bear the you're... lead or anything. But yeah, I'm also very surprised. But that's I OK. Thought, I thought you would have put that. That's very odd. That's okay. And we actually, can, can... I'll go ahead and, and go with my band name right now also, since Eric already revealed his. But mine is uh, Theology Broth. <laughs> wow. So, so I went, I went to a band name generator and I looked at okay, about a thousand different names. And that's the one that I was like, boom, that's it. Theology Broth. That's a solid choice. Uh, it's the same way I got my gamer tag on uh, Xbox Live is just hitting random over and over again until I got Fascist Duke, which I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Look, what's what? That's great. Perfect. Wow. <laughs> OK, so I guess we're on to guitarist, huh? Uh, yeah, OK, we well, uh, since my band name is purely Violet, I got to go with the purple one himself, Prince on the guitar. <laughs> Great choice. Yes. Thank you, sir. Prince. I, and I, if, if any of you don't understand <laughs> the virtuoso on guitar that he was, I would advise you to go onto YouTube. And I think you guys already know what I'm going to re- reference here. You should look up rock and roll hall of fame while my guitar gently weeps. And Oh God, who all was up there? Um, uh, Steve Winwood. It yeah. was uh, Tom Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty. There was also uh, I was going to say John Paul Jones's son, but that's not right. It was George Harrison's son. Was, up was there. it George Harrison's son? Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw the video and it was absolutely incredible. And you can you, you can keep talking about it if you know the backstory and stuff. Absolutely, I do because because it was you know this was right after George Harrison uh, passed, I believe, and this was part of his you know, his celebration at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and his son was up there playing with these just these legends of rock who had played with George Harrison in life, they were even part of a super group, uh, traveling Wilburys, uh, Tom Petty and, uh, George Harrison. And, um, um, God, Was I can't Steve Winwood up there. Wait, who, who, who the traveling, been, the traveling, yeah. What? Traveling Wilburys. Oh yeah. So you're all fine. You keep talking. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so they're up there and they're just, uh, Bob Dylan was the one I was Yeah, Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan, Roy, Or- Roy Orbison, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, and Tom Petty. All of them legends in their own right. That that's a super group, right? Um, so they get up there and they're playing, they're just crushing it, and they're just playing this fantastic Beatles song from way back when. While my guitar gently weeps, maybe Clapton wrote it. Uh, if I remember, I think Clapton might have wrote that. Um, I'll look it up. Uh, but anyway, they're playing it and it's beautiful and it's heart wrenching given the the circumstances of why they're playing it. And then they get to the solo or like the second solo. And Prince just steps into the light and absolutely takes over. And it, it, it they weren't even aware really fully what he was going to do because the rehearsal didn't even <laughs> work out quite that right. And he, he took them all by surprise and he put on this legendary performance. But 
guys, he, he's been doing that his whole career as a guitarist. You, if you don't know him as a guitarist, go back and listen to the catalog. He's insane. So part of my prog rock uh, versatile group here with Freddie Mercury on vocals and Neil Peart on drums. I got Prince on guitar. I'm feeling pretty good about Purely Violet. I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty strong, you guys. So let me see if I can find they're out gonna, who wrote They're going to do good at what they do. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is they do, they're going to be really good at. Uh, song by, yeah, song by the Beatles, and I'm trying to see who wrote it real quick. Yeah. I like it. So one one big thing about that that performance, which was amazing, was that they didn't really know what Prince was going to do. And I guess that the producers for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were kind of like, well, we don't really want him just going off the cuff because, you know, I don't know, like we have all these legends and princes up here. And I, I don't know if we need to necessarily have him just going solo and, and whatever, but um, doing they, his own thing. They went with it and he crushed it. He's absolutely incredible. And I think everybody like Tom Petty was just like, keep going, man, keep going. And just yeah like holy shit sort of thing and it was it was it was pretty pretty remarkable um he he was just a a ensemble guitar player and then all of a sudden he just completely stole the show prince has, is i mean i'm surprised he didn't also talk about his purple rain super bowl show that was incredible when it was actually raining in miami yeah and he still performed prince was one of the most skilled guitar players of all time and, and a lot of people don't realize that um, what a hell of a performer. And I admittedly wasn't a huge Prince fan just because I didn't really listen to his music, but I sure as hell opened up his catalog after he died and yeah. was like, holy crap, what did I miss out on? It's a little bit of a generation right before us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was huge in the 80s and early 90s and stuff. And that, that that's like right. We were kids when he was at his, the height of his career. So, um, but yeah, of, of course. And I, I didn't mean to skip over his Super Bowl performance, which I remember there was a little bit of controversy there because of the guitar silhouette. It looked somewhat suggestive, not at all that, but he would have done that on purpose, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was incredible, incredible talent. Also gone far, 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 far too soon. All right. So that's my guitarist. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So for mine, and I mean, I think all of us can agree that Jimi Hendrix was an amazing guitar player. Sure. So I, I have to go with Mr. Hendrix, a local guy, you know, he's beloved in Seattle. And I remember when I first discovered Jimi Hendrix when I was a teenager and absolutely loved him. And that carried out through college and the rest of my life. And I just remember on summer days in college where I'd play versions of Red House that he had or, Wal- or you know, all along the Watchtower. He does a version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Also, he does a lot of versions of different songs. But I mean, just, you know, Purple Haze, everything Jimi Hendrix does is so goddamn good. And he was so young when he died, but man, that guy could play guitar Un- yeah. unreal how he could play. I was, uh, I was thinking Jimmy and then I was like, I, I kind of went on Prince, but it was, it was one A one B had to be yeah. one of those two. I had Prince on my list and I, I took him off just cause I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't think I can honestly say I, I want Prince on this because I don't know enough about him to speak to it other than he's an amazing guitar player and amazing performer. So that makes sense. I totally get that. Well, uh, you've been to the Jimmy exhibit at the EMP the museum in Seattle. Yeah. It's not called EMP anymore. It's called Mopop, the Museum of Popular Culture. Yeah. 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 Seeing that stuff. It's really neat. Yeah, it is. All right. Never been. You've net. Wow, bro. I think nope, we've talked about this never, before. I haven't gone we? to it. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, Mike I hasn't gone them. either. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. 
yeah, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days, you get you got to take a special trip there. It's fun. We'll, I guess we'll, I we'll might plan, as well. I mean, we'll plan a trip this summer. We'll plan a trip. We'll go down there just just to go see it. That sounds fine to me. <laughs> Good. All right, I'll let you know. Okay. okay. Well, then so we got. I'm going to move on to to my base player. Okay. Um. So my base player is Ryan Rhino Martini from Mudvayne. Mm. Um. So, Mr. Rhino. Um. I feel like new metal bands, a lot of them get a bad rap where there was just a time where Limp Biscuit was a thing that made kind of new metal a bad thing. But sure, Mudvayne sure. <laughs> was always my band. And back in high school, I, well, I think for my 16th birthday, I wanted to get a bass guitar. And the reason I wanted to get a bass is because of Mudvayne, because of rhino from mudvane he was insane and he had a very particular sound because he played a certain type of bass a warwick bass which has a different sound than any other bass if you listen to mudvane their first album you can hear it's like a kind of like a a growling bass kind of i don't know how to describe it um but it influenced me to start playing an instrument which is why he holds a special heart and or a place in my heart did i give up the bass after about five months yes but that's because i have no rhythm and realized this wasn't gonna be a thing <laughs> so i stopped um well but that's not his fault that i'm bad <laughs> uh and yeah it just I, I always feel like they get a bad rap because they had like the, the face paint stuff and it seems like a gimmick, but he's actually a super talented bassist who needs to be recognized as one of the best. And that's why I added him to my list, my band. He doesn't well, need to wear the makeup in my band if he doesn't want to. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you brought on a guy that personally inspired you. Not even so much for saying like best ever. And as for new metal, Look, it's 1990. The year is 1999 and new metal will never die. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, how we it's operate. the best. <laughs> we love is, new metal. It's, it's, it's the new metal <laughs> disco is what it is. That's our disco. <laughs> the, it's good. Yeah. Oh, the air, air raid assault vehicle. Oh boy. <laughs> I will say this. Limp Biscuit's first album is actually really good. It is. I, and then yeah. some, some things happen and it goes downhill real quick. <laughs> now I know y'all loving this shit right here. <laughs> Oh. I can't stand renders. LYMP Biscuit is right here. In its time and in its place, it wasn't sure. Yeah, I I had every album they had. Uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. And that was I the think, last one. That and I, I think had. their first one was just called Limp Biscuit. I think. I think it had a self-titled album. Or it was something different. Well, we, we just learned, like, uh, it was probably like a year ago or something in our D D group one of the guys was like limp biscuit just put out like an album like this year and yeah. we looked it up and they did and it was just like wait where are we what time are we in limp biscuit did not just put out an album that's dumb oh, oh boy God. bands you think are listening to it rolling hey sometimes <laughs> bands you know but you know you gotta gotta you know they they can't gotta keep doing it they do what they do they're they musicians because <laughs> they're musicians because that's what they do that's what they are so uh speaking of folks who've been around forever 
Flee from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Very nice choice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to go off of here, except for I love his acting. <laughs> yes. I love his acting. <laughs> I always spot him whenever I see him in a movie. I'm like, hey, isn't that Flea? It's, it's, it's always Flea. Um, Flea is incredible. He's just, he's, I think he fits perfectly in what I'm going for here with my, my prog rock weird band, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Speaking of a catalog that goes all over the place. Um, they had a, uh, album just came out what last year. Uh, That's maybe might've been a few, couple years ago. Okay. I don't think it was very good from what I remember. It was definitely different. It was a, it was sort of a funky (laughs) kind of a weird, uh, we're different from what we're accustomed to, but so they didn't talk about California in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even a single word about California. And, 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 and the lyrics Texas actually, a lot. <laughs> the lyrics actually made sense. They were coherent as opposed to fly fish on the boardwalk with a cat walking in a goat neck. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, I get the metaphors he's going for there. <laughs> you're like something about California <laughs> sitting on a sack of beans. <laughs> and of course, the, their Super Bowl performance will always have a special place in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> given the circumstances. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Fleet yeah. from Red Hot Chili Peppers is going to help. He's going to provide some backing there uh, with with uh, with Neil Pert and Prince. So. I think the coolest thing about Flea is, is and, and Red Hot Chili Peppers in general is, is anytime that you hear a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, you hear the bass line. It's so prominent. And in a lot of bands, you can't hear, well, I shouldn't say a lot of bands, but in some bands, you can't hear the bass line or most popular uh, radio bands. You don't really hear the bass unless you have a trained ear. But with with Red Hot Chili Peppers, you always hear it. And sometimes it's the centerpiece of the songs and it really compliments. And he is just, he's incredible. But yeah, that's a, that's a really good choice. Thank you. I think he was a big Bootsy Collins fan too. So yeah, I knows, actually Bootsy quite a bit. I was gonna have Bootsy on here. That was that was I I actually just recently discovered Bootsy. And I'm like, oh, he would be such a funky, awesome choice for this group. Yeah, he's probably but, he's probably one of the most well known bass players of all time. He's, yeah, yeah, he's just incredible. I I've had to save quite a bit of his stuff to my Spotify playlist. Like, yeah. it doesn't really fit whatever else I listen to, but that's that's fine. It you you could tell you could see through the the threads of time how his stuff influenced so many other artists out there and even across mm-hmm. even across genres and that's how you know you got something special absolutely for my bass player uh i'm doing a tool bass player the mm-hmm. tool bass player justin chancellor because so. just along the lines of of red hot chili peppers and flea most tool songs, you really hear the bass, but oh, tool, tool is one of those anomalies where you hear every instrument because they are so pronounced. But they Chancellor's cycle, <laughs> Chancellor's bass lines are are incredible. Like on Schism, I mean, yes. it's like pretty much the the, but the yeah the main thing that people remember, and it just really really slaps. And he's just he's he's absolutely incredible. Um, I love every member of Tool. It's they're just so good awesome so yeah adam jones does special effects too did you know that how about you mm-hmm. knew that though? terminator adam, 2 and jurassic park yeah, exactly <laughs> and they all have their own side things but they all just are just such fantastic musicians and they don't have any drama really ever so it's, it's just they great do. but yeah they just kind of get together every once in a while and make an album you know once every seven years they're like let's get together guys and then it's just absolutely phenomenal. I kind of forget about Tool for a while, and then I remember that they're a thing, and I go through, and I'm like, why don't I listen to these guys every day? They're so good. They really are. They are so good. Because you probably, is, I you probably get, get tired of them after a while, but... You won't. No. Well, I mean, schism, sometimes, sometimes I need to mix it up. Schism's one of those oh, yeah, songs of that's like, I mean, that's such a... 
that's a timeless song and it fits so well with, you know, with our world today. And, um, it's, it's just beautiful. It's just a great song, man. Like parabola, same kind of thing. Too. Parabola. So, yeah. yeah. The lot of stuff, uh, is really good. So prison sex, <laughs> it's a heavy one, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. But prison sex is always good. It's vicarious. Vicarious like, is really good. Part of me is really good. Uh, yeah, they, the so pot, much. the pot. Push it. Yeah. I love push it. <sighs> that's my okay, favorite tool song oh is yeah that sounds that sounds pretty good thomas uh, yeah ready? so we i guess we're our, going on to this is, to my this is the bonus. wild card wild card etc what we got i will tell you that the first person i did think of was buckethead just because <laughs> he brings his guitar skills but also his nunchuck skills um to a band but i was like nah i'm not gonna go with buckethead i already put him on our like people i want to see perform list i was like eh, i can go with something else um and then i was going between two people at first i was thinking uh jerry cantrell because you got a good guitarist and a good backup singer but instead i went with uh a amazing guitarist in my opinion and a very good singer i don't know about backup singer but he's gonna be my backup singer and that's tom borello from rage against the machine um and he's also (laughs) yes i think that he would compliment omar's guitar skills because they'd both kind of just be being weird together and hopefully that melds together. Um, but I actually really like Tom Morello's voice. Um, if you listen to any of his solo work, uh, where he's known as the Night Watchman, is that? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> um, but his first album is great, and I love listening to it all the time because it's just him with an acoustic guitar and singing. And I never knew Tom Morello could sing until I listened to his album. And I was like, mm. wow. I would listen to this for hours and hours. You should go listen to it. It's a great album. Um, yeah, so Tom Morello is my next one. Um, whenever I think of Tom Morello, I always think of a tweet that that I read once where um, he said something political because he's yeah. Tom Morello, of right. course. And then a guy responded back to him with, another successful musician instantly becomes a political expert, to which Tom Morello referred back to him and said, one does not have to be an honors grad in political science from Harvard University to recognize the unethical and inhumane nature of this administration. But, well, I happen to be an honors grad in political science from Harvard University, so I can confirm that for you. (laughs) I just, I just love that. Whenever I think about him, I just think about that tweet, and it's just beautiful. It's just like, yeah, it just. I'm not just some celebrity. Like, come on. I mean, look. I mean, musicians dipping into political statements. I mean, that's not new. God, that's decades. That's that's a long, long standing tradition. It just so happens that Tom Morello's got like some serious foundational knowledge to what he's talking like, about you're you're aware of what his band was about right <laughs> right it doesn't even mean he's right but he definitely knows what he's talking about i just yeah. find it hilarious be- that people try to use that or try to say that like celebrity should stick to this or you know artists should stick to this i'm like dude you voted for a celebrity to become president no because shit. because you, you wanted to change things up and are you are you happy now you fucking morons. So yeah, is, I, I don't care. Celebrities can use their platform just like anybody else. Same thing with athletes. They can use their platform just like anybody else and they can speak their goddamn minds because they have the ability to affect change because clearly the U S 
is full of a lot of stupid people who will believe whatever the hell they want. If, if someone is telling them a certain thing, if, if their if their father figure who became president <laughs> told them that the election was stolen, they're going to fucking believe him no matter what. So anyways, of, I don't want to get of, too into it. A lot of sit downs and shut ups from I'm the free that- speech crowd. <laughs> I'm glad that my pick of a guitarist <laughs> turned this into a political. I love Tom. <laughs> I, love I love Tom Morello, and I thought about putting yeah. him on my list too. And, and Rage it, is just like such an amazing band, and yeah. he just is—he's so goddamn good at guitar. And if, it's just one of those, one of those things, right? And the same thing when he was an audio slave, just made so much sense. <laughs> if we didn't uh, touch yeah. on politics a little bit there, we wouldn't be honoring Tom Morello properly. Yeah, so that's true. Which I I watched his uh, masterclass on masterclass. And even as a non-guitar player, it was enthralling, like just to watch it. Like it's pretty, it's pretty great. remarkable. Yeah. All right, Eric, what is your wild card? Well, my wild card is uh, it, it's backup, backup vocals, which is insane given who I'm going to say and backup guitars again. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Hmm. Chris Stapleton. Interesting. I am not much of a country fan, like early nineties country. I kind of do cause I grew up with it and it was, you know, strong and they got a lot of good stuff, but modern country, uh, it's, a, it's mostly miss for me. It's not something I go to, but Chris Stapleton, Stapleton could sing his ass off. And that guy, he's got such a foundation in blues and bluegrass that his vocals are so powerful and he can team with anybody, uh, JT or whoever, and, and just be insane. He, his vocals are, his range is insane. He's, he's so powerful. He's so crazy. And he's such a brilliant songwriter. He's a guy who he really made his bones writing songs and, and, and playing and, you know, and doing backup vocals and playing in, you know, guitar and in, in bands before he can actually strike out on his own. It turns out he's insanely incredible. He's a hell, he's a generational talent that uh, if you don't listen to country at all, you may not know who the hell he is. Probably in the last few years, you, you would have come across him because he did have a song with Justin Timberlake a couple of years back and that kind of went big. So you might have heard him at this point, but I, I know you guys have. But uh, yeah, Chris Stapleton is, is sort of a strange fit for my band, but he's such a such a prodigious talent that and I that I admire so much that you know, I thought about putting a, a, a synth player or a keyboardist in there, but I couldn't decide on which one. <laughs> so I'm just going to say Stapleton and say, screw it. Good choice. You, you brought it, you brought a little bit of every genre in there too. So I dig it and it, nice. it, it works. And there is something to be said about some country artists that are just incredible guitar players and musicians. Country's not my favorite, but you know, there are people who are very good at, at, at what they do. Zach Brown is, is the one that comes to mind the most. Sure. He's very, sure. very talented. He's another one. Yeah. So Cool. Yeah. I don't know much about Stapleton, but I know his name. Well, I'm I'll, aware I'll, of his name also. <laughs> I know he doesn't use paper clips because he staples a ton. Uh, God for damn, crying out loud. I will, I will send uh, in our message. I'll send you like one once. I'll pick one song for to have you listen to uh, instead of just bombarding you with whatever and yeah. give you an idea of who we're talking about here. So, cool. all right. Want, want my wild card? Sure do. Well, I literally wow. just changed it as we were talking. Uh, so originally I was going to put David Bowie because David Bowie is amazing. Absolutely incredible. One of the greatest performers of all time. But I felt that was a cop out. And I felt like I wanted to represent a little more on this list. And I completely forgot about how much I love this woman. Like With all my heart, I think she's 
utterly amazing. And there's a reason why people go crazy for her and her fan base. Um, now, if I didn't tell you the name, there are so many amazing female artists that could fit this category, but I'm going with Taylor Swift. Okay, I think okay. she is a fantastic guitar player. She's an incredible singer, incredible songwriter. She's a wonderful piano player, and she is just a performer through and through. I get why people are Swifties is what they're called, why they're obsessed with Taylor Swift. Um, do you guys know much about what, she, what she's doing with her albums? No. Okay, no. so this is this is <laughs> super badass and one of the coolest things I've ever heard of in music. But basically, in her younger years, when she did certain albums like Red and, and whatnot, um, they were under control by the studio who had her who had her by the lady balls for 10 years, basically, and right. owned her music and was was just completely exploiting her, basically not giving her royalties she deserved and so on and so forth. Sure. Well, when that contract expired, as a middle finger to them, she re-recorded each album and each song and re-sang each song so she gets all the profit and it, it's hers. And that is the most boss move I've ever heard. And it's amazing. Baller. So she does the, yeah. so it's like, it's like red Taylor Swift version. And it's so freaking awesome. I just, I, I love her with all my heart. Um, there's a, if you want to watch an amazing YouTube video, she covers Vance Joy's Riptide. And she plays it on BBC One, the, just this YouTube channel. And she just plays the, the piano and acoustically sings Riptide. I, I've seen it probably 100 times. I absolutely love Taylor Swift. So, she, yeah, she, she's on there. Man, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not overly familiar. I know of her. Again, I, I don't listen to a lot. But uh, that is, I thought I'd heard something along those lines. And that is just an incredible power move. That's uh, that's great because the way these these studios get over young artists, especially, you know, they just sort of gather leeches, man. They're just bloodsuckers. They get a hold and they just feed off of them. And so I'm glad, you know, I'm glad she went out of her way to throw a huge middle finger and she didn't just say, OK, call it a lost cause and, you know, a sunk cost or cost of doing business and, you know, just move on with her career. No, she went out of her way to re-record her old stuff in the new version. So her fans, her true fans would go back and go listen to that stuff. That's pretty great. Yeah. She just did all of her versions of her albums, like fearless and red and, and speak now in 1989. And, and it's just, it's so cool because everything that she did, you know, it's she's, she's, she's getting it cause she's out of that contract and, and it's, it's such a boss move. I yeah. Love Taylor Swift, man. That's a. I, I'm just. I'm picturing her in the recording studio, singing, re-singing songs, and just holding up both middle fingers while singing the well, entire yeah. time. <laughs> just yeah. Like, so it was. It, it was just, basically. That's a great image. <laughs> <laughs> so her. It was basically her. Her music was sold without her permission, and 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 the studio said, you know, this is this is these are our songs basically but after like i think 10 years or however long it was uh they they lost the contract on them so she just redid them and is like boom they're mine again bitch and it's so it's so cool but yeah i would hope she would she would flip off i mean she could she could do, release a, a happy a, ber, uh, a version of happy birthday and it would be a platinum song she's just sure. so good <laughs> that's true yeah that's how that's how stapleton is too at this point yeah yeah Cool. Oh, okay, man. Interesting. Oh, interesting I didn't, I didn't give my band names. I, oh, yes. I was just going to say that. <laughs> so my, my band's name is, uh, it was going to be called Poetry in Motion, but it's called uh, Calamity Disco. Okay. Calamity Disco. Calamity Disco. I could dig it. I'd I go like see it. that band. <laughs> yeah. 
Sweet. Okay. Disco is playing at the at the show box this weekend. You guys want to go? <laughs> oh, I would go in a heartbeat. I, I'd absolutely go. <laughs> T Swift is there. I'll be there in a heartbeat. Resurrected Whitney Houston. Yes, please. Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> we have some oh. interesting, interesting bands, you guys. Mm-hmm. We sure do. Uh, well, let me do a rundown. We've got a uh, uh, theology broth, Tom's band, with Matt Bellamy, Danny Carey. Omar Rodriguez Lopez, Ryan Martini, and Tom Morello. We've got Purely Violet, which is Eric's band, which is Freddie Mercury, Neil Peart, Prince, Flea, and Chris Stapleton. Zach has uh, Calamity Disco, which is Whitney Houston, Dave Grohl, Jimi Hendrix, Justin Chancellor, and Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about these bands, man. We, those wild cards, we went way wild card on those. Yeah, that was I'm fun. very, I'm proud of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm very proud of us there. I, I didn't Tom's, have Buckethead Tom's to is the most, like, yeah, Tom's <laughs> is the most normal to like what a, a, a typical rock band would be. But yeah, I think it's like a cohesive like, band that could yeah. like really play together. Like I could see that as a super group. Well, half my group's dead. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I think Eric yeah. and mine. <laughs> I think mine and Eric's bands are, are, are just an amalgamation of things that we like a lot and they could really work together because that's why I think super groups are fun is when you bring in somebody completely different, like a pop star into a heavy metal band. It's like, that could be really fun. Sure. A little collaboration. Why not? Mm-hmm. For a, even a, a like, song, but if they can come up with a whole album, why the hell not? I mean, I would buy an album if like Taylor Swift got together with Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think, just uh, like yes, let's do this. What's the uh, sorry? What's the lead singer of uh, Slipknot? Uh, Corey uh, Taylor. Yeah, Corey Taylor was talking about with uh, Fred Durst because, like, for a while there, they didn't get along, and then you know they kind of made up or whatever. And then Fred's like, "Oh man, we should totally like maybe do an album together." And, and he's just like, "Fred, I would have to kick my own ass." <laughs> okay, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> it wouldn't work, buddy. There's no. That is not do, a good idea. We do totally different things. It does. It does not fit. So no. You like suck, you, and I'm good. Yeah. So two different things. Like, I like you. We get along, but we're not. That's not happening, Fred. That's not happening, uh, Fred. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, Alrighty, thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PodcastTop5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, and at E underscore Shane, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, and we know you must have, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you all, and remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. That's one of the great things about music. You can sing a song to 85,000 people and they'll sing it back for 85,000 different reasons. Dave Grohl. Yeah, that's a strong choice. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.